When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Shadow Diaries from Studio 71 and Snarled Entertainment. Hello? Is that you? Hey, Chuck, yeah, it's me. Why are you talking like that? Like what? I can barely hear you. Why are you whispering? I'm on the tour bus. Everyone's still asleep. What's up? You have a late night? And to a house party. Hope you got some good quotes between cocktails and vaping, or whatever you kids do these days. Uh, I was this close to getting a prelim, but... But what? Chuck, could you actually listen to the facts for one second? Oh, look who's a journalist now. Sorry, sorry. I meant I can explain. We were at Freddie Leon's in the foothills of Olympia. Come on, spill the beans. If you were at a late-night party with Eliza and her team, you clearly got something good. What happened with the first interview session? I... I didn't get her one-on-one yet, but... I'm... So, this was a mistake sending you out. Should I take Megan off suicide watch and replace you? No, 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 no. No, no. I didn't have an interview, but I saw something. What's the something? Something happened last night at the party. Does the something have to do with the big revelation in a follow-up interview? Kinda. Is it about her newfound return to fame or the inspiration for her music? Maybe. Listen to me. The world wants to know about Eliza Gold, not some cool thing you saw at an after party. I know you can do this. You just wait for the right moment, sit her down, you press record, ask the right questions. Most importantly, how is this girl suddenly writing a hit single after hiding out for all these years? And what does the rest of her upcoming album sound like? Can you do that? Yes. Great. You are officially not fired yet. After Chuck's passive-aggressive lecture, I felt the clock starting to tick a little. It was time to get shit done. Our next stop was San Francisco with our arrival set for noon. I checked the schedule on my phone and found that Christine had set a calendar event, as promised the night before, for my first sit-down with Eliza at 3 p.m. I breathed a sigh of relief and let myself nod back off in my cot on the rest of the way back to San Francisco. There was no time to waste, so when I got to my room, I immediately jumped in the shower and began rehearsing the interview, start to finish. Hi, Eliza. I'm Shayna Seco. Remember me? Ugh, no. Hey, Eliza, it's so nice to re-meet you from last night. I'm Shayna Seco. Ugh, uh, Eliza, <laughs> crazy night. I don't know if you remember, I'm Shayna Seco from today's beat. There, that sounded sane, at least. I felt good. And after last night's lackluster performance, I needed to prove I was here for a reason. I needed her to like me, to know that I took my job seriously, but not too serious. But most of all, I needed her to trust me. I sat at my desk and went over the slew of questions I'd prepared. I was gonna nail this. So I know you were born in Michigan, but where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Missouri. Oh, no way, my dad went to school at Mizu. The stock shit was fine to break the ice, but I wanted my interview to break the internet. I needed to look deeper and set the record straight. I needed to think like a journalist, not some fangirl. 
No. I needed to start at the beginning. The real story of Eliza Gold. When Eliza was 19, she recorded her first original song. That got some traction and led to her forming the three-piece band, the Pixie Dusters, and signing with a small record label. She had a bit of a foray into rock stardom with her hit single, Alone Together, but in the music business, fame was fleeting. She was dropped by her record label, came out as bipolar, and after check-in at a celebrity rehab following an alleged overdose, the one-time nominee for Best New Artist was nowhere to be found. This ghost period lasted for two years, a time where a lot of changes took place in Eliza's life. She lost touch with her mom, stopped talking to her childhood friends, and posted nothing on her socials. Flash forward 24 months later, and the Eliza that had returned out of the blue had a darker look, an edgier voice, an electric hit single, and a second chance at fame that no one ever saw coming. It was, in a word, shocking. And I still haven't gotten used to it myself. Who or what was behind the Eliza sense? The only real change in her life over her two-year absence was that, at some point, she met her boyfriend Cooper and his music manager mom, Marilyn. What impact, if any, did they have? What personal issues had she worked to overcome, and what had inspired her radical new sound? These were the questions I needed to ask. But would any of them get me to the real answer? Before I knew it, it was time to find out. As I arrived on Eliza's floor and started up the hall, my chest tightened and my legs felt heavier than before. The pre-interview jitters were real and getting realer the closer I got to Eliza's room. I clocked the room numbers on my approach. 909, 913, until... I arrived. Yes? It was Marilyn. I wasn't expecting Marilyn. I should have. Um, I'm, uh, I'm here- Can I help you? She held her phone, agitated, on hold with someone. I would come to learn her face a little too well, but in that moment, it's one I'll never forget. I'm here to do the interview. Can this wait? I'm on a very important call with the label. Actually, Christine promised me this would happen today as we were leaving Freddy's house. Did we meet there? No, uh, the point is, I need to do the interview today. It's scheduled for three o'clock and the place is supposed to be here at Eliza's hotel room. <sighs> what's going on? Eliza, strolling into view behind Marilyn, still in her pajamas brushing her teeth. I was just telling the journalist that I'm on with the label and I- Oh, the interview, shit, yeah, come in. I almost forgot, come in, come in. I'll, I'll be ready in a second. And just like that, I was in. Jeff? I'll call you right back. Meantime, you run my red line by legal again. I took a seat on the blue velvet couch and unfurled my notebook. Eliza was in the bathroom and Marilyn was, well, she was just staring at me. And she walked over to her purse, pulled out a piece of paper and handed it to me. These are all the approved questions you have permission to ask. Anything inquired that is not on this list will be considered off the record and will effectively end this portion of the interview. I looked over the questions. It was a joke. Not even my original questions were as fluffy as these. I actually came up with a few questions myself that I was hoping to ask. Uh, I think they could really help open Eliza up to the public. Listen, I know you think you're something special. You're not. I know you promised cool tour stories to Chuck. You're not getting them. I know you dreamt of selfies you can tag yourself in with Eliza. That's not happening either. Eliza is special. She hasn't talked to anyone yet. She loved your blog on her. 
She knows you're a genuine fan, and we think having someone who actually likes her instead of someone looking to character assassinate her was the right call. Please, let me not regret this. I would never do anything to jeopardize Eliza. Lastly, I know you thought you saw something late last night at Freddy's house, but you didn't. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Great. Stick to the script and you can join our little inner circle, honey. Okay, I'm ready. Eliza had her hair pulled back now in a light blue crop top sweatshirt, still in her pajama bottoms. For casual attire, it was nonetheless a look. Oh, uh, yeah, take a seat wherever you feel comfortable. I'll just cozy up next to you then. Cool? <laughs> Great. Uh, do you want anything to eat or drink? I can have Marilyn order us some room service, if that's all right. Yes, let me get you girls some room service. Marilyn shot me a knowing look. Liza may be asking her for room service, but make no mistake, this bitch was not one to be fucked with. I'm okay with water. Here, I can get that for you. I love your outfit, girl. Is that urban? Oh, uh, thank you. No, actually, wild fang, mostly. And the blazer was my mom's. I like it. It's very empowering. Marilyn, should we look into something like this for the bridge portion of the video? No. It's a bit too pedestrian looking. Okay. Uh, is it okay if I record this conversation? Oh yeah, of course. Great. <clears throat> okay. Let's begin. So, in a sentence, who is Eliza Gold? People take my music, my face, my words. They think they know me. Which is weird when I feel like I'm just getting to know myself. So, uh, to answer your question, I guess, use your imagination and I'm whoever you want me to be. People have called you a voice for the new generation. What do you think young people care about today? You know, I think the younger generation is pissed that they're living with the mistakes of older people. They see how broken the system is, they're fed up with the patriarchy, and they're looking for deeper meaning than dollar signs. The interview was underway. Eliza was open and talkative and it was going well enough. Still. I felt hamstrung asking such lame questions. The journalist in me was dying to ask Eliza something more personal and follow the bigger story. But as Marilyn sat by, firing off texts and emails, it appeared I would have to stay in my lane for the entire interview. Still, I took the liberty to rephrase the questions in a more hard-hitting fashion. For example, the next question, how did you face the demons of your past, became, tell me about your demons, the ones that haunt you most. Demons? Uh, what, how, how does she? That's not one of the questions. Uh, of the past. How did she face the demons of her past? Listen, don't try and be cute, okay? Stick to the script or this will end a lot sooner than you hoped. Sorry. Eliza, how did you face the demons of your past? Uh, well, you can't ever outrun them. But if you look inward, you can harness them and see life in a new way that's transformative. And I hope when people listen to my new single, Reborn, they get that feeling that it's never too late to find a new you. I love that message. Eliza had given me the perfect opening to go off script and ask about her big career turnaround. But I couldn't. At least I didn't think I could until Marilyn's phone lit up with something she couldn't address through text or email. And in a moment of inspired intervention, she announced... I gotta call fuckhead back at the label. You got this, right, Shayna? Yep. And just like that... Have fun, girls. She was gone. Okay, uh, where were we? Oh, 
where did the inspiration for that song come from? Um, you know, it, that's uh, a really good question. Obviously, it's about overcoming trauma, empowerment, and shit. <laughs> to be honest, off the record, I don't remember where that song came from. <laughs> Super friggin' weird. <laughs> sure you wrote it? <laughs> Funny, and yes, but it was like, I was possessed when I wrote it. Possessed? Look, I, I can't explain it. And, and don't quote me on that because Marilyn won't like that shit. It is totally okay. We can move on. This was my in. We've established a connection. She seemed to trust me. Why not take a gamble now? Marilyn was gone. Eliza wanted to talk. So I modified a question about how Eliza likes to unwind after a show to... That was such a fun show last night. Tell me about your after-show rituals. After-show rituals? Like last night. I noticed you were in a room with a couple other folks. Uh, there was breathing and crying and... A divinity. What? A divinity. Eliza looked into space like she was squinting at something before going totally silent. Like something just shut down inside of her. The energy vanished. I wanted to ask her why the sudden change in disposition and... Instead, I noted the time code and pressed on to see if I could get anything else out of her before Marilyn reappeared. What's the divinity, Eliza? You need to leave. What's wrong? It's not safe here. I suddenly realized I had my hand over hers, our eyes locked. What is the divinity? What's going on here? Why are you recording me? Eliza? Eliza, calm down, honey. It's okay. You! Interview's over. Please go. Uh, yes? Hey, Chuck, we need to talk. Something happened. Uh, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, okay, okay. Uh, make it fast. My wife will kill me if she catches me on the phone. I did the interview. Something's not right here. She was acting really strange. A pop star acting weird. Alright, I, I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go. Just listen. One second she was full of life and the next was a zombie talking in circles about something called the divinity. I, I'm concerned. It felt like a cry for help. You're not there to solve her problems. This isn't a diagnostic report. Just write the copy and email me back. I, 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 I'm playing. I promise I'm playing. Shit. If Chuck wouldn't listen, I would make him. He didn't see the look in her eye. He didn't hear the rambling, the incoherence. I've replayed the recording over and over again, trying to make sense of it all. They say never meet your heroes, that it'll ruin the mystique. I was beginning to think that there was some truth behind that sentiment. I thought I knew everything there was to know about Eliza Gold. What did I miss? And what was the divinity? I needed to reopen my mind to who Eliza really was. Maybe I was burying the truth. I'll admit, there are some things about Eliza that I haven't shared with you yet. Things that I wish weren't true, that may have turned a blind eye to, in hopes of maintaining her as picture-perfect in my head. Maybe I didn't want my idol to have any blemishes. Searching Eliza Gold produced a mostly creepy collection of leaked photos and mashups of video footage from nervous breakdowns, but if you looked hard enough, you could see past the obvious bunk into the black hole of conspiracy junkies. One article claimed she was in a coma as a result of the OD. Another that she had left to study in an ashram in India. Another that she'd hid out inside her Seattle home. 
The last one read r slash divinity conspiracies, and this thread was totally different. It was a thread discussing certain musicians and famous people and their connection to supernatural forces, namely the occult. I looked through the thread until I found a title reading how they really got their fame. Reddit name on this one was r slash the siren. He or she had written what appeared to be a frenetic proposal on how fame and fortune contorts Freud's concept of the id and the ego. He was convinced that there was more to it than greed and lust, that musicians, entertainers, and other famous figures were just cogs in a much larger machine. I continued reading, and even though it was apparent that this person was unwell, the depiction began to represent my short-lived interaction with Eliza. They will be awake one second, and then all of a sudden, boom, the lights go out. It's like a game. You put a quarter in them and they do their song and dance for you. But when the time runs out, the buttons stop working and the game goes black. But who's running the program? The divinity? That word again. What was it? Should I reach out to this person? I wondered. It almost seemed identical to what happened with Eliza. The comments below read, It's called drugs, dude. The next comment said, Haven't you heard of the term crashing? Do you drink coffee? Easy, buddy. Sometimes a power-hungry asshole is just a power-hungry asshole. But I couldn't resist. Besides, this felt like journalistic due diligence. I DM'd r slash the siren directly to inquire about the post. Dear r slash the siren, I am also a journalist covering a musician on a summer tour. I found your write-up particularly interesting because I too have seen these same symptoms. I have heard murmurs of the word divinity. I was wondering if you came to any conclusions in what it all means, and if so, why? I would love to chat further on this if possible. Please feel free to reach out at your earliest convenience. Here's my info. Best, Jane Doe, for now. Whatever tabloid nonsense it may end up looking like, right now it was the only thing I had to go on. So I bit the bullet, wrote up a treatment to go with the interview, and sent it off to Chuck. I thought I was done for the night, about to head to bed, when I looked outside my third-story window and down into the parking lot and saw a running figure under the orange street lamps. Human, at first I thought, but he moved differently somehow. His dark body wrapped in rags. Must be a drifter or a vandal, I thought. But when he looked back, I could see his eyes weren't really eyes. His mouth wasn't filled with teeth. They were just black openings that were sunken in. Like a shadow man. The same one I'd seen looking at me through the back of the bus window the night before. The same chill of dread ran through my body. I wanted to unsee it, to disbelieve what I had just seen as it slipped off into the trees of the adjacent park, but before I had time to process... Who did this? Which one of you sick perverts did this? The hallway was crowded with roadies I had seen working on the tour. They were all circling around someone. I made my way through the commotion and the crying became clearer. Was it you, David? How could you? What I saw next... It was hard to describe. Eliza sitting on the floor with a dead cat resting in her lap. But the cat, her cat Gypsy, wasn't just dead. It, it was contorted, deformed, stretched out. Marilyn broke through the crowd to console her and run damage control. Was it you, Drew? Geo? 
Who killed my fucking cat? The swarm of people slowly dispersed. I took note of their faces as they moved past me, trying to catch any clues as to who might have done it. Drew? The roadies? The backup dancers? They all seemed innocent. Still, it gave me chills thinking that everyone here was a suspect. Did someone have it out for Eliza? What could she have possibly done to deserve this? And what should I make of what I saw in the hotel parking lot? Someone wanted to send a message, and I was certain to figure out who it was. The Shadow Diaries Directed by K. Asher Levin Written by K. Asher Levin and Zach Imbrogno Episodes 2, 5, 8, and 9 Co-written by Matt Worley Produced by Gail Gilman and K. Asher Levin Edited by Fitz Harris Executive Producers Michael Schreiber, Dave DeVries, Stephen Perlstein, and Gail Gilman Starring Madeline Pesch as Eliza Gold and Kara Hayward as Shana Secco. Featuring Constant Zimmer as Marilyn Rose, Kay Asher Levin as Chuck, Markia McCarty as Priya, Clint Howard as Dr. Summers, Lydia Hurst as Christine, Davi Santos as Trevor, Carter Jenkins as Cooper Rose, Gerald Webb as Virgil, co-produced by Andrew Seeley, Josh Falcon, audio engineer. Annalise Nelson, associate producer. Music provided by Gramoscope. Mixing by Peter Lipinski. Podcast cover art by Dak Schaefer. Script supervisor, Rebecca Samini. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.